Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Film Optics Review brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I'm your host, Christian, and today we are back for episode two of His, His, wow, His Dark Materials, season two. Episode two is titled The Cave, and today, as always, I'm joined by Griffin from Film Speak. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, dude. Uh, great to talk again about some more uh, His Dark Materials. Really, really loving this show. Uh, every week, <laughs> I just get super excited to talk about it. So it's, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, yeah. It's and it kind of throws me off that they release these on Mondays. You would think it would be towards the end of the week because I would have something to look forward to. But I guess we already have The Mandalorian on that side. So I guess we're we're kind of covered on both sides of you know the week coming in. Coming into the week and coming out of the week as well, so it's yeah. it's, it's, it's a good time. It's it's a good time to be alive for sure. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure. I, I always get kind of tripped up because um, I always think that it's going to be on Sundays because that's yeah. usually when like HBO premieres their like flagship show or whatever. And I I have yeah, to keep yeah. telling myself that it's like his dark materials has a very dedicated but niche audience and it hasn't crossed over into uh the the mainstream just yet for, for whatever reason I, st- I still have no idea why but um <laughs> but yeah so so i'm like oh it's gonna be on sunday oh no it's on monday that's that's weird but you know whatever works right it it, it, it you're, you're right it does it does throw me off so much because it's you know for the longest time you know sundays has been game of Thrones days like for the right. past god like eight year eight nine years whatever and it's just like it's so weird not to have that sunday show i mean mondays are cool like you know i I mean i get it like but it does like you said it does have a following uh fridays usually when when things normally drop um you know disney loves dropping things on fridays and so does uh hulu and netflix as well so but yeah it, it is i mean i guess i'd rather it be like a Monday then like in the middle of the week or it's like, Oh crap, you know, like, yeah. I have to watch this. It totally went over my head, but yeah, I feel like it, I really wish it was on Sunday. I don't know why it's just, I mean, like I normally watch football on Sunday. Yeah. And it's like, okay. You know, usually like the noon games. And then it's like, I never watched like the primetime game though, for whatever reason. It just, I've, <laughs> I, I've, I work in the morning. I had to wake up. It's like, like you spend too much time. Four. You're just like, eh, it's not even <laughs> worth it at this point. Yeah. Unless it's my, unless it's the Steelers that are playing, unless the Steelers are playing, I don't care who's playing. <laughs> but like no one actually wants to watch the Steelers play. So it's okay. 10 and 0 baby. 10 and 0. I'm going for that, that seventh ring. Let's go. I'm very yeah. excited. Yeah. yeah. So th- this is what it feels like to be a Patriots fan. Like, <laughs> I feel, I mean, I, I'm very excited. You know, our team's doing well, but like, I don't want to be one of those fans where it's like, well, you know, like, you know, w- you know we're, we're, we're the only un- undefeated team in the NFL, but uh, I've, I have a feeling it, it can easily come to an end any week at any given time. Oh so, but- yeah. 100%. <laughs> But it, it'll be a big win if, you know, if, if and probably when it happens. But right. Um, we'll just have to wait and see who. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it, it's there's a lot still up in the air, but it, it's just making for an interesting season for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, let me get into a little bit of uh, housekeeping here before we uh, dive r- right in. Of course, this is going to be uh, spoiler central. So if you haven't seen this episode, you've been warned. 
Uh, but before we be, uh, begin today's recap, uh, we'd like to thank HBO for allowing us to watch and review this series. And you can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Red Circle, iHeartRadio, and of course, Amazon Music. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. So, yes, episode two, The Cave. Griffin, what are yeah. your the first thoughts? The first thoughts uh, this, is a, this was a big episode. Really, really important. Um, not a lot happened in terms of just like, a, you know, eventful stuff. I, I mean, right. save for the, the last like five minutes of the episode. But it was a very important episode in, you know, unraveling the mystery of dust a little bit more. Having Lyra un- discover um, more about it. Uh, really planting the seeds for what's going to happen later down the road. And, um, you know, just sort of, um, you know, it, like, like I was telling you before we started recording, it was a very exposition heavy episode, but it was exposition done well. Uh, we really needed this to, uh, you know, introduce new characters like Mary Malone. Uh, and, and we know how those of you who have read the books are going to know how she kind of plays into the, the whole story uh, later down the road. And then obviously with Will still struggling with his his uh family issues and this is the episode where the two of them decide that they're gonna you know work together to go find will's dad and so it was a big you know moment where will and lyra who are who are just phenomenal together i i love uh both both the actors in that um they just have such great chemistry and the moments that they share together i think are so uh well balanced uh just between the two personalities but um they get a little closer here uh obviously for those of you who've read the books there's a certain bench that is highlighted in this episode the the botanic garden bench um which yeah, just you know, if you've read the books, then you know what we're talking about. I don't want to really, really spoil it for those of you who haven't read the books because it is a big part of the uh, the story later down the road. But um, yeah, just overall, you know, a very uh, meaty episode and important one. As I've kind of been reiterating this this whole time. Yeah. So uh, when when I first watched, you know, when I, when I went on my episode one through five binge, I just I just couldn't stop watching. But episode two really just I was just so focused on um, the scholar. Um, I'm forgetting the lady's name already. Uh, yeah, Mary. Yeah, Mary, Mary Malone. Yeah, Mary Malone. yeah. She's she has easily become one of my favorite new characters, and I she's mean, great. She, yeah, yeah. And it's like I mean, you she plays a pretty big role in this in this episode but it's just you you can't help but like her because you know when when lyra goes to her yeah. the theometer tells her to find the door with with the mountain on it and it's like lyra has to explain she's like okay how do i explain literally everything that's happened to me since i've left jordan college up until now without sounding like a crazy person well that's just, well, the, the other thing to that is, is like, yeah, you're right. It's like Lyra sort of has to go through the motions of like, you know, understanding how to convey what's what what she's what she's going through yeah, and like why she, she needs, yeah, yeah, who she is and why she needs to know about her work. But like the other thing that really stuck out to me was that Mary, while a little while a little, you know, while, while she was questioning Lyra at the beginning, was also mm-hmm. very willing to just sort of roll with what she was being told. She saw in her face that, the, that you know, Lyra was definitely in need of help and that she wasn't lying. And I think something that 
it was sort of an interaction with an adult that we haven't necessarily seen in this show. Like Asriel, you know, he kind he's a little condescending yeah. towards Lyra and like they he has moments where he treats her, you know, as a uh, as a proper human and not just a child. Um, but he does, you know, he, he knows he's the smartest one in the room and he doesn't want to let anyone in on, on everything that he knows. Mrs. Coulter obviously <laughs> does not treat Lyra as uh you know, an e- or not an equal, but just like as as a as a person or as an adult or whatever like that. She really looks down on her as a kid. And she's like, "Well, I'm trying to protect you. You don't you don't understand this and all that." Um, right. and, and even you know some of the other characters that Lyra comes in contact with, she has a hard time sort of, um, you you know, just talking to them as two people. And this is the first time that we see Lyra have a meaningful interaction with an adult that doesn't question her motivations, that hears her story, that trusts her. And I, I just thought it was such a beautiful scene uh, that that was by far my favorite like interaction in the the entire episode. Um, and I, I think in in, in in just sort of to, to to close this out on my my end, I think that w- what I liked about it was that it kind of clued us in a little bit to um, you know what what happened in Mary's past life that caused her to be so willing to trust children. You know, maybe something at the uh, you know the, the nunnery or wherever the hell that she was prior. You know, be, having that such a creepiest thing. Yeah, right. Like. Having such an interesting <laughs> backstory, and so I'm like, okay, well, I, I kind of want to know what happened there, which caused her, what caused her to lose faith, and what caused her maybe to be more willing to trust uh, children. Because I think she's a very she's a very relatable uh, character for sure. Yeah, and like you know, like you said, uh, that was definitely my favorite scene out of the entire episode and it's it was just kind of freaky because like that that's kind of like a personal question she's like you know ask me something that no one else would know and she's like oh, okay like huh what what did i do before you know i got into you know academia and she's like you were a nun and like the the look on her face was just like are you Jesus or like yeah, something? Right. <laughs> like, are you a soothsayer? Who are you? Like, she's like, I've never, yeah. you know, outside of obviously her own immediate family. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, she's probably never told anyone that. So yeah. it's like, that's just like a crazy thing. It's like, Oh, like you were a nun. And she's just like, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you know? Well, None of my work's been published and you know, with dark yeah. matter. So I, I think that it's, um, it's a really interesting story or this this episode is really interesting in that it's a it's kind of a fish out of water scenario and we get some like cool you know exciting moments we feel Lyra's excitements when she's like running around discovering new things going to you know wh- where she imagines Jordan College would be um but like it's also like a learning experience for her as well obviously with everything that happens in the dust which I'm I'm sure we'll touch on more in depth a little bit later on but just like you know learning that a scholar can be a woman, right? Or, yeah. or that, uh, you know, she, you know, had Mary lived in her world, she never would have been able to escape the church, right? Or, or the, the, the magisterium or whatnot. Um, and so it's like, she's just really exposing herself to a bunch of new ideologies that I think is only going to make her more rounded and more um, uh, capable person especially when she needs to come up against some uh, well basically when she needs to fulfill her destiny and come up come up against uh, some of these foes and whatnot and so just like seeing 
her mind blown, for lack of a better phrase, <laughs> uh, throughout this episode was just like really sweet. And I thought Daphne Keene, um, she's she's so good in the show. But like this is just like it, it had that nice balance of like, you know, I need to fulfill my objective immediately, but also like I'm really, you know, kind of uh, sweet and quirky and um, just I don't I don't know Daphne. I just I love the way Daphne Keene plays. Uh, Lyra. It's a very like honest performance. Is probably the best word that I can uh, use. Yeah, because uh, I, I I would I would agree with you there as well. Because it's it has been ages since I've even seen the Golden Compass. I I mean, obviously it's it's the, the events from the first season, aka the first book. But like the only person I even remember, I think being in it was Nicole Kidman. I think. yeah, I think she played Lyra's mother. But like, yeah, she was Mrs. Coulter. Yeah. Yeah. And but like even from that adaptation, I, I would have to go back and watch it just to see the differences. But I do. I really just enjoy Daphne King in, uh, in this role as, as, uh, as well as Amir Wilson, who plays uh, Will. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. He's still playing the the um, I guess, you know, troubled kid on the run because he's literally on the run. His grandfather, his grandparents almost like sell him out, like almost have him trapped. I was like, yo, you know, yeah, it's like now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he booked it out. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not. He, he has sense enough to leave. And that's what I like about his character. He's not like, oh, what's going on? Like, yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. Oh my God, I've been tricked. Like, <laughs> like the, I, Will was interesting this episode because there were, he felt a lot more uh, aggressive this episode than last uh, episode. And maybe that had to do with like the, the smoke, whatever thing that sort of like popped out. I, I, or maybe that oh, was the, just like, you know, um, more specters. of a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the specter, or maybe that was more of like a metaphor or something like that. I, I don't really know, but um, he definitely, you, you felt the tension when he arrived uh, in, in his world, as opposed to, Lyra when uh you know she was just kind of being taken back by everything and Will's kind of like sort of on on edge a little bit so it was a, it was a nice juxtap- juxtaposition there but I don't know Will was kind of a dick this episode um <laughs> until they have their like come to Jesus moment and like I trust you you trust me let's go find your dad or whatever yeah um but but at the same time I was like I understand why he's being a dick it's like he's going through this really traumatic family event his grandparents like you said who who he's never met in his entire life betrayed him uh <laughs> just as he's like trying to get answers and yeah. you know it's all this stuff. it's like he's very he's not as willing to trust people because of past experiences and you definitely get a, a taste for that there which is which is why that moment on the botanical bench with uh you know lyra and him is so beautiful because it's like he learns that like his mother is okay She's just concerned about him. Uh, she learns that his father is alive and that they just need to go find him because the alethiometer told her that that's what she's there to do is to help yeah. him. Um, and so, yeah, I, I feel like going forward, I'm I'm sure, you know, there will be some more tension that arises just because Will sort of seems like a little bit of a loose cannon at times. But I do think that we're going to start to see the bond between Lyra and Will strengthen um, and I'm really looking forward to spending more time with them specifically. Yeah, oh, absolutely, man. And you know, I obviously for everyone listening, I I I plead the fifth. I won't you know spoil anything from episode <laughs> three through five. 
Um, honestly, and I, I had to go back and rewatch this one because I was like, okay, I'm like, which one was which? Because, you know, I've watched so much, you know, one episodes one through five, everything kind of meshes together. So, I mean, I do like going back and rewatching them because it, it does, you, you do catch smaller things. And of course, we also learned um, in this episode that um, the witch's home has been just, you know, lit up. Yeah, that was a really, that was a dark (laughs) moment. Uh, Really, this entire episode, it didn't pull any punches when just sort of like showing how like the magisterium is an awful entity. Um, I mean, it's, it's this, I mean, yes, it is supposed to represent the church, right? I mean, that, yeah. that's been pretty evident since, you know, day one. But like this specifically, we started to see some of those outdated ideologies, uh, the, the archaic practices and stuff like that really, um, you know, explored here a little bit. And then Mrs. Coulter, who really, you know, we, we know that she dislikes the power structure, but she also knows that if she plays the game, she can get what she wants. We oh. really see her manipulating the cogs in the machine in, in like for her own uh, personal vein, uh, personal uh, gain. Sorry, not vain. Um, <laughs> specifically, you know, with how um, uh, she she basically gets Father McPhail, uh, you know, elected as the uh, the the replacement to to the oh. other the head of the yeah. magisterium. Um, and it, or or not the head of the magisterium, the other cardinal uh, who who was killed right. in the previous episode, McPhail now takes his spot on on you know the board or whatever because he basically said, hey, well you know the, we don't trust the witches, the witches are doing stuff, we're going to retaliate and we're going to kill them, and is like, and, and I love that moment where he's he's talking to his demon and he's like, it's a um, it, it is a sin, yes, but like we're going to accept that the the witches need to be cleansed i think was one of the words and he's like genocide yeah. is a necessary sin here sin. and then he like yeah i was like oh my yeah. god this, yeah it got super dark it was and yeah then, it was it was brutal and it's like you know how how is this going to affect the um the allies going forward you know the witches and everything i mean obviously the 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 main players didn't die but like their entire homeland is was basically destroyed. I mean, how many of them are, are going to be left? Is it going right. to strengthen their, uh, you know, resolve or or, or whatever? I, I I don't know. It's it's. I'm really curious to see what happens going forward. Yeah, because I'm trying to figure out if if the magisterium because during the the courtroom scene when um yeah. Um, I forgot the bigger stockier guy. Yeah, the doctor. Name. Yeah, the doctor who yeah. helped Lyra in season one. Right. Um with finding the fairies and apparently i mean not fairies jesus witches <laughs> yeah apparently he's i guess half witch himself because i guess the magisterium they were saying you know, obviously they don't like witches because number one there there apparently is a way that you know witches can sever the bond between them and their demons without breaking the soul yeah and i'm assuming that somehow relates to dust i really don't no, but it was interesting to see how how much they just uh, the magisterium despise witches because they're saying, oh, you know, they 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 take um they take advantage like of our race, you know, and they like they uh, abandon their offspring and yada yada yada, and it's 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 kind of like the classic case of people are afraid of things that they don't understand, which 
um, the scholar had said um, earlier in that episode, I believe. Um, so, you know, when Lyra was saying, oh, people, people from my world think that dust is evil, but I don't think that. And, you know, we kind of see the uh, pieces start to come together. The paper starting to unfold when it comes to, you know, Lyra uh, interacting with the cave, which was also another great scene because. Right. Uh, Mary was like, Mary's yeah, Mary's her name. Um, she was like just blown away with like, holy crap! Like this is the best results we've had. I literally just met this child what fifteen twenty minutes ago, and yeah. like, could this could possibly like change, you know, my entire career? Because they also mentioned that uh, Mary's uh, team for Dark Matter um, needs funding, or else they're going to be like shut down. So right, kind of right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to help her cause it, you know, advance the cause even more. Her research or whatever. Um, my biggest takeaway from like a lot of this stuff in this episode, and, and like specifically the things you just mentioned, um, is that it was a very uh, you know, women first episode. It was yeah. um, it kind of <laughs> broke down the the misogyny in place um in in the power structure with the magisterium. You know, literally, Mrs. Coulter is the only woman who's like kind of in the ranks there, but she's not even like on a governing body there. And so you have all these men basically saying that like, oh, yeah, they, you know, they they seduce us, they steal our, our offspring and like blah, blah, blah. And it just like, <laughs> you know, it really painted this picture of a, of a you know, a bigoted and uh, insincere just just a really like messed up system obviously that we knew was in place yeah. but um I, th- I think the interesting thing there is when it is how the doctor was talking about the witches you know obviously being the offspring of one he 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 knows you know who they truly are and whatnot it was sort of like it's talking about the witches celebrating like the settling of a demon and stuff like that whereas like the um you know the magisterium obviously is trying their best to rid them uh, of of that demon and whatnot mm. and it's just it it I, I think what's interesting and we see that with the, the egyptians too in in the first season is just like the different ways in which um the, these these uh be- I, I i guess beliefs are, are not, they're not religions but they're just the different cultures the way that they um interpret demons and 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 celebrate them or you, you know uh rely on them or stuff like that and just how it compares to the the magisterium and how they're like very oppressive and like they want to get rid of it um and then the other thing that i really liked was how he was talking about the witches can see the beauties of this planet in the way that men cannot and then obviously with these guys basically having a napoleonic complex they're being like oh how dare you and blah, 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 yeah. and all that stuff like blasphemy so, blasphemy yeah all. yeah right so it's like it just that that scene was really important in just sort of like understanding the the uh the problems in 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 the power structure for sure and just like how you know women are are treated in this society and and really you know anytime witches are you know, involved portrayed. or brought, yeah. yeah, or portrayed in in fiction. Uh, if they're done right, they're not usually done in like a negative. Man- I mean, obviously, yes, we have like the evil cackling witch, or whatever stereotypical yeah. witch, but like the good witches, I think, represent um, female enlightenment and power, and the people who um, try to thwart that power or or whatever. They're just they're just afraid of powerful women. Um, 
and and that's really what it boils down to and we get a lot of that in this episode and especially you know when we cross over into the other world and we see that uh Lyra is working with this this scholar who is who is on the brink of like you know a scientific discovery and she's a woman and it's like it it, it you know the 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 work that women can do and the progress that they can bring bring about is like celebrated in this episode and then even on the 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 evil side with like Mrs. Coulter i mean she she understands how like feeble and and easy these these uh these like members men of, can be yeah. yeah the men can be like the, the cardinals the fathers and all this stuff and so it's like again as i was talking about before it's like she's just manipulating uh the machine in order for her eventually to sort of like rise to power and then we see that at the end where she talks to um you know the father or the cardinal at that time and she's like, eh, you know what? You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. And then she calls him Hugh. And then she walks out and is like, oh, that's so good. Uh, you know, it's like for as much as I hate, uh, you know, Mrs. Coulter at times, it's like she is. Uh, she's she is, so good. Yeah, I know. Ruth Wilson is just yeah. excellent in that role. Like she in her, you know, uh, when Miss Coulter, she kind of she kind of had a nerve struck there when. They're yeah. talking about, you know, like, uh, oh, you know, the the, uh, the mothers like abandon their their offspring and the child's left to, you know, take care of it, which is in a way kind of what happened with Lyra. Because, you know, we kind of see that interaction with Miss Coulter and um, uh, Lord Asriel uh, right before he, you know, walks into the por- portal. There was a moment of weakness between both of them there. Because you know they they were you know making out whatever I was like oh all right like they yeah yeah they like actually hated each other but yes yeah, uh, definitely struck a nerve with uh, Miss Culture there but she's been very um, yeah uh, and uh, the the black guy's name I think it's the Charles um, what Boreal Lord Boreal, Boreal that's what yeah, it is. yeah yeah because as soon as <laughs> I thought it was so funny as soon as um um lyra and will like you know go back into will's uh world our reality world of oxford yeah and then they like walk past they like run past that one car and there he is <laughs> he's like, oh. dude he is such an Sneaky interesting little kid. guy well of course i mean his demon <laughs> is a snake and and yeah. like and you want to take that even further it's like the the hypocrisy of the magisterium like he <laughs> If you want to explore that a little bit more, it's like it's it's that guy. He is stepping between, you know, he's doing interdimensional travel, not interdimensional, but just like parallel world travel and, and whatnot. He's living two lives, man. Yeah, right, right. But but like he's also like he's wearing, you know, he he is very proudly and and visibly a member of the magisterium which yeah. is an institution that is basically denying the existence of multiple worlds and of dust and clearly <laughs> it's like he's Jeez. there and he's doing all of this like research for them and they're just like wow it doesn't exist and so it's just another reason why just like the magisterium fucking sucks and like it's just they're, they're a bunch of hypocrites who just fear enlightenment and that was basically one of the big takeaways from this episode yeah absolutely because yeah it's like and i and i totally forgot that they don't believe in multi you know that there are multiple worlds out there yeah it's like well i mean lyra just didn't you know disappear out of thin air and like you know everything that happened within season one it's just i mean you find that miss coulter um with uh lord asriel's assistant when like because she does have those moments of i guess mercy 
I guess, I wouldn't really call them kindness. It's just when she feels like showing mercy to someone. I mean, yeah, she'll she's do it. right. She's but, like two faced, <laughs> very, very. Two-faced. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and she had told I forgot the the uh, assistant's name, uh, Lord Asriel's assistant. And she was like, you know, like I gave you like so many times to like escape. And I was like, yeah, what? And then she's like, oh, yeah, I saw Lyra. She's like, oh, where's this here? It's like, oh, we went to go, you know, visit her father. And she's like, what? Yeah, yeah, right. She, and like, she, all the father in the portal. She's like, what? Right. Yeah, right, right. Well, it's it, the the question is, it's like, okay, so she, Lyra, she needs Lyra to be able to basically carry out her plan. It's like when she's like, oh, you do whatever you want. I've got, yeah. I've got something better, and it's yeah. obviously Lyra. And then we see in this episode, you know, <laughs> what Lyra is able to do again, like basically being a human alethiometer, how she's able to communicate with dust, um, how she's just able to, you know, hit that sweet spot and like enter the zone, um, uh, you know, with that, that basically um, that realm, which is like in, in between, I forget how she put it, how Mary put it in the, um, it's, it's, like, it's like an in between state. You have to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, these- I, I have it. I actually have it written down there. It's like it, it's oh. um, you put your mind in a state of expectation without impatience, and then Ooh, basically yeah. the dust or the dark matter or whatever just sort of like flocks to your thoughts, which is like it's basically it's consciousness, you know. So yeah. that's <laughs> right, right. So it was just like you know seeing how she's able to, you know, like, like there's something going on with her. Like she was, it's you know, it, it, is she truly the child of Azrael and Coulter, or was see, she? That's sort what of, I'm trying to. When I was going to ask you really quick, yeah. do you know who Lyra is? Like her well, actual name? No, I don't because I have okay. not read the books. Um, so okay, I'm sure everyone who's reading the books are like, "Well, you're idiots." So I'm like, "Well, okay, whatever. I don't really care." Um, well, but she that read the books. Is like, yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm I'm assuming that she's like. You know, for a while we were talking about like with Star Wars, it's like, oh, like Ray is a child of the force because she's able to wield it so effortlessly. And it's like that didn't end up being the case. But I feel like in this case, like Lyra is like a child of dust or the uh, or whatever or something. Um, yeah. Right. Which is like and then it makes more sense why like Mrs. Coulter wants to be able to like use her as a weapon because uh, it'll get her. You know, Lyra is like so powerful. And so. Um, yeah, there's a, there, there was a lot sort of like going on there and with that conversation between her and Dr. Malone um, and just and, yeah, and the witches that. like kind of. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. You know, they, they don't know like her true name. And it's like, OK, who is this girl? <laughs> like, I'm trying to figure it out because yeah. it's like it, I mean, it is like we they mentioned last episode. You know, it's like the classic tale of like the hero's journey. But like I cannot figure out who Lyra is. They're doing a phenomenal job because I I just don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of like the whole Jon Snow thing all over again. Like right. the way that uh, DB Benioff and DB Wise were able to run the show was by answering the question, "Who is Jon Snow's parents?" And it's like, oh, you know. And I mean, I didn't know until you know I watched the show. And then I went back and read all the books, and now I'm just waiting for you know next book to come out but it's like <laughs> for the longest time yeah which is never yeah. coming by the way like it's never coming and no but, i just sort of accepted it yeah for real yeah. but like I, I didn't know who john snow was i mean harry potter that was kind of more of a twist you know I, we're going through a bunch of spoilers right now but whatever um you know with harry being like 
a, a living Horcrux himself, it's like, holy crap, that's actually well, it's very like clever. It, it's it's the it's the chosen one sort yeah. of thing. Like you know, like Anakin was basically birthed out of midi chlorian, or he was like created <laughs> out of midi chlorians or whatever. And so it's like, yeah, all the all the chosen ones are basically like living embodiments of like the power that they wield. And so right. this show is essentially alluding to the fact that like Lyra is that being and it was uh asriel and coulter who were like well well, mainly asriel who was basically sort of like (laughs) keeping her um you know in the dark so that you know people wouldn't manipulate her or use her for whatever right um which is why you know the witches are like we need like lyra needs to go on her path and fulfill her prophecy um and i believe there was like even something in there where they were talking about like we need to be able to reach out it's like we, we can't really reach out to her to really communicate with her to say that like hey are, you know are you doing okay are you are you fine do you need me help or whatever you know right. so um yeah <laughs> so it's like really quick <laughs> yeah and so it's like with lyra out of their world and what's happening at the end of of this episode the witches are basically forced into a war that they didn't necessarily want to be a part of you know right like they, yeah, they said during the, the court scene, you know, uh, uh, what's his face said during the court scene, they they have no quarrel with you guys. He literally said that like five times. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like, of course, these, ah! right? And of course, like, these fucking gosh. you know <laughs> numb skulls are just gonna be like, but with the magisterium, <laughs> and it's like, okay, all right, whatever. Um, so, yeah, so, so yeah, I, I mean, like, there's obviously we're we're sort of building up towards a big confrontation for sure. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you what, man, I, I'm fucking, I'm just ready for it. I don't know why we've had to wait this long. Can we please get some Andrew Scott? Can we like, <laughs> like the poor man has been teased oh, yeah. since season one. Oh, I, I can't, I cannot confirm <laughs> if he will show up within yeah. these coming episodes. Well, he so. will. I mean, he's yeah. in the, he's in the <laughs> yeah, series. We've seen yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's in the trailer. But. We've seen him with Lee and I'm like, <laughs> that's that's the story that I kind of want to like see a little bit more of. So, <laughs> you know, I'm hoping that he shows up in in episode three. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Um, there's there's still a lot to sort of, uh, you know, that's going to go on here uh, with the season. <laughs> We're only two episodes in. It it's not it's not over yet. How many episodes right. is this? Like six? I or? honestly don't see. I'm afraid. Like I swear to God, if it's six, I'll be. Pissed. Well, it was six last season, you know. It was, it was eight. It was eight. Or, oh, oh, sorry, it was eight. Okay, well then yeah. it's probably eight again. I gotta Google it to see how much. If, we, if it's eight, see. that's fine. Yeah. If it's eight, I'm okay. Yeah. So, but I mean, no, no more than ten, no less than eight, because. <laughs> we, but it's like I mean, even with okay, his dark materials season one versus Game of Thrones season eight and it was like oh no season eight was six episodes of game yeah of Thrones. that's what it was yeah i was thinking i don't know what i was thinking of but yeah i mean they were able to tell you know that whole story um I, I've, i'm hoping it's at least eight episodes for this i really need to look that up but maybe it's 10 i don't know because that's cause who I knows like, who yeah. knows Ten's like a really good number, but it's like I mean, is I mean, they really- did an excellent job last season, like telling the story in eight episodes. So it's like I, I'm totally fine with that. If yeah. every episode serves a purpose and there's no time wasted, that's I mean, that's another thing that I really love about the show, and I think this episode does it especially well. Is just like how it balances all these story storylines and how it paces itself like really, really well. Um, 
it's something that I've really missed from a lot of shows, and I think I haven't seen it done this well since you know the the last HBO show that really uh, focused on that, which was Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. You know, and this is definitely taking a page out of out of that book. So I, it's just it's just great to see like a well packaged show like this. And um, yeah, man, looking forward to episode three. Looking forward to episode three. Oh, absolutely! I'm I'm looking forward to it so much. I I'm, I got to figure out. I'm trying to figure out what happened next. I really am. Like, <laughs> You're gonna have to rewatch I, I, it like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, what's is, what's is fine. I mean, I I have no problem doing <clears throat> that whatsoever because I mean, I I I adore the show. I love the new opening sequence. By the way, it's it's very just. I don't. Know, oh, it's, it's good. Like, it's magical. It's yeah. It's it just brings. I don't know. It's it's like the Game of Thrones uh, theme song. I, every single time, like I watch Game of Thrones, I never ever skip the intro. Never. Oh yeah, for sure. It it's, it definitely has that effect on me too. Yeah, but yeah, I believe that pretty much wraps up our uh, episode two of season two of the Cave re- uh, Recap. Um, so thank you all for listening, and don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on the platform of your choosing. And of course, make sure to check out the other shows on the Drive In Podcast Network over on the Music City Drive In website at musiccitydrivein.com. The link will be in the description of this recap. And of course, Griffin, let everyone know where they can find you on the internet and what is coming up on your channel. Yeah, so you guys can uh, give me a follow on uh, uh, Twitter at Griff Schiller, or you can follow the Film Speak channel um at film at underscore film speak on twitter you can also check out the the youtube channel for film speak we got movie reviews television reviews and recaps and uh video essays coming your way maybe a couple interviews Ooh. too who knows um but we like to say that the conversation continues after the credits and of course uh, I, i'd love to have you all be a part of that conversation great content coming your way got a uh analysis of soul pixar's soul coming out and then one for uh quantum of solace so if you're into deep dives and all that good stuff uh we, we've definitely got some great content coming your way very very soon Ooh, very excited for that for that soul recap oh yeah absolutely oh yeah <laughs> i'm just so excited oh my god christmas christmas day cannot come it's great i love it. it yeah it's the most wonderful time of the year and of course we want to i wish everyone a happy thanksgiving um and of course happy holidays uh we will be back um i'm assuming next week oh yeah we'll be back <laughs> for episode three i'm just whoo man I'm, I'm i'm just i'm I'm just loving this show people need to watch this show if you like fantasy anything fantasy related i, I think you should definitely check this out i mean especially i feel like those who really love harry potter will like this type of show as well if even if you haven't read the books you know it's and for those who have read the books i'm sure a lot of them were checking it out seeing how you know maybe their favorite franchise is being adapted through hbo so right yeah all right so uh we will see you guys in the next